0: Be sure to get down, good lord, with the two idiots talking sports. Strictly, man, they just play around, cover much ground, talk about the best pound for pound. It's Z to AC, DC to Cali, ooh-wee. You can't get them out of your mind, no, they talk about the sports all the time.
1: Alright, welcome to Two Idiots talking Sports. I'm your host, Alex, joined by my brother, Jesse. What's up, Jesse? Excited to be on the pod. Yeah, this is one of our biggest podcasts of the year, our NBA preview. We're doing the Eastern Conference today. Uh, Zach couldn't be here today. He has a second kid here, so Jesse's filling in. He's been on the pod a few times. Thanks for coming back. We are gonna jump right yeah, in. I'm,
0: I'm glad I'm glad you realize I'm more than a one trick pony We can just talk about the Wizards. I know more about basketball than Zach and probably Andrew combined.
1: <laughs> well, we'll be we'll be this we'll see right now. All right, Jesse has promised to keep me on track and not to rant too much about the bottom teams in the East. With the way we've done this before, we go team by team, fifteen to one. We'll do the Western Conference tomorrow, starting at number fifteen, the Atlanta Hawks. They traded Dennis Schroeder to the Thunder, which was a good move, I think. And then they drafted a bunch of guys in the first round. they Trey Young instead of Luka. Uh, and then Kevin Horder and Omari Spellman. They brought in some veterans, Lynn and Vince Carter. The thing with the Hawks is they're terrible, but their GM is from the Warriors, and they're trying to rebuild the Warriors with this three-point barrage of players. Do you have any thoughts on Atlanta Hawks?
0: This team is horrible. It has arguably the least talent in the league. I think either the Hawks or the Kings will be the worst team in the league. Uh, they're going to be a mess with Trey Young jacking up a bunch of shots. I feel bad that Vince Carter has to be on this team. Uh, it could be his last season. We shouldn't waste any time on them. They're the worst team in the East and probably the worst team in the league.
1: Uh, I, my bold prediction is that Trey Young is good this year and his first team all rookie. I actually think Trey Young's no not right. going to be bad. Is that. He is horrible. He is going to be a huge bust. Did you see the the three he hit in preseason? He hit a game winning three from mid court.
0: Yeah, that was nice. He also had like a ton of bricks and air balls. Uh, I mean, he's going to shoot, he's going to get points, but I think his uh, shooting percentage is going to be atrocious.
1: I think they're going to try and move Ken Baysmore around the deadline as like a vet wing for a contender. I also like John Collins. I agree this team sucks. Their over-under Jesse is 23-and-a-half. They won 24 games last year. Are you taking the over or the under? Under. I'm going to join you. I agree. I think this is the worst team in the league. They're super young. Let's move on. All right. Coming in at 14, my New York Knicks. They had a not-too-busy offseason. They signed Mario Hazonia and Noah Vonley. Uh, Beasley and O'Quinn are gone, and then they drafted, and they had a really good draft. Kevin Knox, Mitchell Robinson, and then they, Alonzo Trier has been tearing it up in preseason. He was an undrafted free agent. They just yesterday waived Joakim Noah, and they also hired Dave Fisdale. Brazingis is out until at least January. Personally, I hope he sits out the whole season. Still, despite all these facts and Prazingis being out, I am more excited about this Knicks team and better than I felt about this team in the last decade, at least. Right. What What are your thoughts? I know you hate the Knicks. Am I irrational? I that's crazy.
0: Or- hey, you should be excited because your franchise unicorn is out, hopefully for the entire season because there's no point to bring him back in January or February when you guys are way out of it. I think Knox was a good pick. Uh, I mean, it sort of sucks that Prazingis should be getting to the beginning of his prime, and he's out for a year. He's only so 22. So hopefully you guys are going full-on pink mode. Uh, hopefully Knox looks good. Um, I mean, I could see the Knicks messing up and over under it. Przingis comes back and they play okay to end the rest of the year. But uh they're going to be horrible. Hopefully Przingis rests the entire year. And then that Noah move was horrible Yeah, because uh, they should have just kept him on the bench all season because it really screwed them cap space-wise three years from now when they could have. Uh, you know, really cut their cut their pay for just two years. If they held on to him, why not hold on to them? It doesn't make any sense because they're going
1: to suck no matter what. I don't have a good counter for why they didn't just keep Noah. For the reason they have is they wanted the roster spot and it was so, like, contentious and he didn't want to be there that it was just better to cut ties. Uh, I think that's BS. I would have rather just kept him away from the team and figured that out because it does screw up their cap. That being said, this team has seven players that were lottery picks uh, from 2014 to present, they have tons of young talent. I'm excited to watch Neil Akina and Knox. Uh, talent, talent
0: is questionable. <laughs> they, they have tons, some of, good prospects.
1: tons of young prospects. Mitchell Robinson, their uh, second round pick from this year, looks like he could be a steal. I think Kazonia in a new setting, he averaged like 18 points a game in the last 20 games of the year for, Atlanta, uh, for Orlando. Fisdale was a good hire. I think they're going to play hard. I think they'll be entertaining. Knox will struggle, Neil Akina will struggle. I hope I agree with you. I hope they keep Porzingis out. Uh, my burning question, kind of tied to that, is: Will this team be bad enough to get a top five pick for next year's draft?
0: Easily, if Porzingis comes back, maybe not. But if he doesn't come back, they could arguably be the worst team in the league.
1: that be. I think it's a very. It's a. There's like five or six really good players in next year's draft. The Knicks have all their draft picks going forward. I don't think they're getting Kyrie for he already said he wants to resign. I don't. I'm not buying the Kevin Durant hype. I just hope next year they don't like freak out and then give all their money to Kemba Walker or something. So, just hold the course. I like that they're getting young players. I like what Mills and Perry are doing. You're 29 and a half. They won 29 games last year. That was with Porzingis playing half the season. What are you? you I assume you're taking the under. You hate this team.
0: Yeah, they're definitely under twenty
1: nine and a half. I'm taking the under two. I hope Porzingis sits the whole year. All right, but I, I feel good about the Knicks. Moving on, thirteen. This team I don't feel good about, even though I have them ahead of the Knicks. I hate this team, the Orlando Magic. They hired Steve Clifford as a coach, who I think is a good coach. They re-signed Aaron Gordon to a respectable four years, eighty million. I thought that was actually not a terrible contract for him because he's pretty good, and they drafted Mo Bamba who is getting some hype and then traded for Bismack Biombo. Uh, they're not fun to watch. They suck. My bold prediction is Bamba makes over 53 pointers this year because he's been showing he could shoot threes. I do hate this team. They have no point guard. I don't even like talking about them. Do you have any thoughts on the Magic? Yeah, we should
0: skip over them. They're going to be bad. I think Bamba's a good prospect, uh, and him and Gordon could be interesting... In a few years, but uh, they're going to be really bad. Uh, The only reason to watch them is to see how Bamba does. I actually have the Bulls a little bit worse than them, but both of those teams are equally horrible, so I think we
1: can move on. Mm, I look forward to talking. I kind of like the Bulls, so we'll talk about that. All right, so they're over under 31.5, which seems irrationally high, seeing that they last year they won 25 games. I guess they really like Steve Clifford. They're giving a lot of. I'm going under on this team. Do you like over or under 31.5? Definitely.
0: Definitely under. I'm yeah. under on everyone so
1: far. Yeah, I'm going to be under on a lot of t- these bottom teams because I think the East, the, it's got like eight or nine you know competitive teams and the rest of the conference is awful. Uh, number 12, uh, you like these guys more than I do. The Brooklyn Nets traded for Kenneth Farid as a salary landing spot. Jared Dudley, they got picks in the process for that. They signed Ed Davis and then they drafted two Euro guys. To Zanda Musa, who actually people like, and are, and they're both going to play this year, I think. Kurok, I don't even pronounce the next guy. They have an interesting core. D'Angelo Russell missed a lot of time last year, but when he played, was okay. They got Dimwitty. They got Lavert. They have Hollis Jefferson. They have Wizards draft pick Jared Allen, who would look great for the Wizards this year. This team has an interesting young core, but they don't have anyone who's actually good. Uh, why do you like this team more than I do? You think this is, is there anything to like about this team?
0: I mean, I don't think that they're good. I think they'll be a little bit better than last year. I think they have a lot of okay players, uh, and I like Atkinson as a coach. So, uh, I mean, they were bad last year. They had twenty eight wins. I think they're a little bit better than that. They've got you know a bunch of role players all over. They've got Carroll. They got Crab- Crabby. Um, so they have got a lot of like decent players all across the board. Uh they definitely won't make any noise and they're actually not all that exciting because they don't have great young players. But I just think they'll be a little bit better than the horrible from last year.
1: They um have done a decent job of acquiring young players throughout the you know, seemingly a decade. I know it's only like four or five years, but of Boston owning all their assets. They're finally out of that. They'll have their own pick this year. Um I still don't like this team. My burning question for this team is: D'Angelo, is this a year for D'Angelo Russell? Averaged fifteen and five last year, but was injured. Are you? Would you? Are you jumping ship on Russell, or do you still think he could be an all-star in this league? He
0: definitely cannot be an all-star, but I think he can be okay.
1: Yeah, I don't know. There's
0: too many good. There's too many good point guards. He'll never be a, a all-star.
1: Yeah, and I still don't. I still kind of think he's a clown. All right, so they won 28 last year, had a significant amount of injuries. Lost Jeremy Lin, that really hurt them. Their over-under is 32.5, which feels to me a little high. I actually like them right around there, but I I can't imagine they're going to push mid-30s and wins. I'm going to go under. What are you going to do? 32.5. Last year they won 28.
0: Yeah, I have them getting a little bit better to 31 wins, but that's still under... I don't think they make that much of a leap. Uh, but they're better than last year, but uh, they're still, still a bad team.
1: Yeah. All right, next on our list, coming in at number 11, the Chicago Bulls. They signed Jabari Parker, who is now two years removed from his major injury, two years, $40 million. Although well, the second year is a team option, I believe. They drafted Wendell Carter Jr. and Chandler Hutchinson. They lost a bunch of crappy role players that I'm not going to list. Levine only played 24 games last year. Played pretty well. He's back. Larry Marketing quietly had a great rookie year. I love him. He was fit, he averaged 15-8. and eight. They got a lot of young bigs. Uh, I actually kind of like this team for a bad team in the East. Give me your thoughts on the Chicago Bulls.
0: Well, the Bulls will still be bad. I, they're definitely, of all the teams we've talked about, the most watchable team. Because I think marketing exciting, and they have all these weird role players. Like, putting Jabari there. I think he's going to suck. I think he's deaf. Uh But Zach Levine could be good. Uh, Wendell Carter was a good pick. So I think, like, they have good potential for the future. Uh, and they might be exciting to watch because they're young and they'll be running all over the place, but they're still going to be bad. They won 27 games last year. They're not taking any type of leap. Um, so I think interesting to watch them leap past, but not, not a good team still.
1: I don't like their point guard situation. Chris Dunn was okay last year, but I'm not blown away by him. I uh, Let's see, what's my burning question for this team? My burning question is... Can the backcourt of Chris Dunn and Zach Levine work? Just in general, like are either of them good enough? Because I've been on record for a long time not liking Zach Levine, not liking his game, not liking any of that. Do you? Does that backcourt work for you, or are you just immediate pass?
0: I mean, combined, it doesn't work because there's not enough talent there. I don't think Dunn's all that great. I think Levine can be a starter on a playoff team. Like I think he's he's good. Uh, But together, I mean, there's so many teams that have amazing backcourts that those two just aren't getting it done. And then who's their star in the frontcourt, you know? So um, unless Markinen takes the leap, uh, then no, that backcourt doesn't get it done for me.
1: I uh, love Wendell Carter. He's been awesome in preseason. I love Markinen. He's like a Perzingas light, Uh, not as big, but more, you know, more compact, I guess you could say. I like their front court. The over under is 27.5. I actually like the over for this team. They only won 27 last year. I think Levine, who I don't like, will actually bring him a few more wins. I don't know what to think of Jabari, but I think Wendell Carter is going to make a difference, and I think this team wins in the low 30s. I'm taking the over. What are your thoughts? 27.5.
0: I'll take the over. I mean, they 127 last year. They're definitely a game better. I would say upper twenties victory uh, victories this year, but um, but yeah, uh, they're they're that'll be my first over. But they're still really really bad. All
1: right, moving to ten. I like them more than you. Moving on to ten. This team is interesting. Zach, Zach texted me over the summer. He thinks this team is going to be one of the three worst teams in the league. Uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers. What happened this offseason? LeBron left. That's going to hurt. And then Jeff Green has gone to your Wizards. And then they acquired really no one, Sam Deckard, David Nwaba, who actually like if you ever watched the Bulls play last year, Fry's back. And then they drafted Colin Sexton. And then quietly, no one talked about this, they extended Kevin Love, gave him a four-year $120 million contract, which he happily accepted. I'm sure. i sure he did. <laughs> I mean, that's a thirty a year for Kevin Love. Uh, they still have Love, Tristan Thompson, Jr., George Hill, Rodney Hood, Jordan Clarkson, who I can't even st- I can't stand watching. C.D. Oseman I thought was okay. Korver. They bring in Colin Sexton. This team is bad. Um, they won fifty games last year with LeBron. I don't think they crack. You know, I think thirty-two and fifty or something seems right. But people are just jumping ship. I think they're bad. I think Colin Sexton's going to bring a little something, and they're frisky bad team in the East. They still got a lot of pros on the team. Uh, what do you think? About yeah,
0: I, well, to, to start, can you imagine being a Cavs fan? A, you're obviously crushed that LeBron left, but everyone in Cleveland has hated on Love forever, and now you're your superstar for the next few years. Which, uh, personally, I don't think is all that bad. I, I think this team. Is more like the nine seed fighting for the eight seed. I think that they could definitely make a push for the last seed of the playoffs. They've got all those good role players who are good role players for LeBron. I think Love, uh, you'll see him put up pretty big numbers. I think he'll be averaging close to like twenty five points a game. Uh, I think I think he's still I think he's just been ignored for so long because uh, they've always run the ball through LeBron. So. Uh, yeah, it'll be a big drop off, but I still think that they could sneak into the playoffs because, you know, they just got a lot of decent, good role players on the team, and, and Love is, is still an all star.
1: Yeah, my burning question was are we going to see Minnesota Kevin Love return, where he was averaging 25 points no, and like 18 not, rebounds? Well,
0: I, I guess I just <laughs> said he gets 25. He's not going <laughs> to be as good as he was in Minnesota, but he will be, he'll, you'll see a big jump in his production from every year he's had in Cleveland thus far.
1: I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm almost, I don't think I'm going to watch them play a lot because I've, I've seen Cleveland so much over the last few years with LeBron and in the playoffs. But I am very curious to see if Kevin Love could carry this team to like push for near 500 or so. I mean, I don't think they're going to get close to 500, but can Kevin Love carry I... a team in the East to like be competitive? It will be interesting.
0: I I disagree. I think they're unwatchable. I think, like you said, you've watched so much of Cleveland, and now you have all the role players uh, and no LeBron, and you've already seen them so much that I would pretty much rather watch any team in the league.
1: I will say what's interesting is Colin Sexton right now, Vegas, has the third best odds to win Rookie of the Year, which I thought was... I mean, they still have George Hill. I mean, I think he's going to play a lot, but third? There's a lot of good rookies, and I was surprised to see that he was ranked third. The over-under is 30-and-a-half. Last year with LeBron, they won 50. There's going to be a huge regression. Will they win more than 30-and-a-half games? Yes or no?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm way over. I have them at like 38 wins almost in the playoffs. So uh, that's, uh, I feel like that's way too low for them. Yeah, even I, though Zach
1: thinks they'll be horrible, Zach Zach is convinced that they're one of the like three worst teams in the league, which I disagreed with. Uh, I think they're bad, but I also like the over. I like them, you know, thirty-two to thirty-five wins, maybe maybe more of the. Also, Valley.
0: if if Love goes down, they could be one of the worst
1: teams. In the Oh, league. if Love goes down, they're they are the worst team in the league, and I don't even know if they. I think they don't have their first-round pick next year. It, I think it goes to Atlanta for the Corver trade. So things are bleak in Cleveland. They, they need to be good because they don't have their pick. Uh, Charlotte Hornets, number nine. You did not like Charlotte. Well, you only had him at 10. They hired James Borrego as head coach who was, uh, I believe, from the Spurs. They traded away Dwight Howard, which was their big mood. They got Bismack Biambo. Uh They signed Tony Parker to an inflated deal but hoped to add veteran leadership. And then they drafted Miles Bridges. Uh, a couple thoughts on these moves. One, Miles Bridges was a guy the Knicks really wanted, and then the reason they drafted Kevin Knox is because they brought Knox and Bridges and a few other guys in for a workout all around the same time, and Knox worked Miles Bridges. Like, they did this work... I mean, the same thing you remember when Kwame Brown, like, beat up on Eddie Curry. I know, like, I was just going to say,
0: like, those one-on-one drill, never... Never pan out. Yeah. <laughs> so like the greatest in one on one drills ever. So uh, I, don't, I don't
1: buy that. We'll see, but that was something I read out of New York. Uh, my thoughts on these team. Malik Monk, who did nothing in his rookie year most of the season, in the month of April, averaged 20 points a game to end the season on a high note. He cannot play a lick of defense, but I would not give up on him. Kemba Walker is in a contract year. They still have a lot of guys that are they are not good. I mean, you could, you could, they kind of look like Cleveland now. They're like a better version of Cle- Cleveland because they have Kemba. But they got Batum, Zeller, Marvin Williams, Kaminsky, Michael K. Grill, Gilchrist, Lamb, Herman Gomez. None of these guys are stars, but, like, they have NBA players. It's not like they're terrible. Um, I don't think they're good enough to make the playoffs, but they're too good to be terrible in tank. My burning question on the Hornets is next summer, you're Michael Jordan, what are you gonna do with Kemba Walker? Like what are you gonna what what's a fair contract for Kemba Walker? Are you paying him? Or are you letting him walk and try to tank out?
0: I don't I don't think it'll get I think this team is boring that I'm making the playoffs. And I'm like I would say eighty percent sure that they'll be out of the playoffs come trade deadline time and that they'll move Kemba. Kendall won't want to come back. And why if you're the Hornets, why would you bring them back to a huge deal when you're not making the playoffs? Uh, so it's more of a question of which contender needs a point guard and makes a move for him. So I think that's like an interesting question, whether it's the Pacers or the Bucks. But uh, the Hornets are boring. They're not making the playoffs. And uh, I would be relatively confident that Kemba gets moved during the
1: year. That's interesting. Kemba already said he wants to resign. But if you're a Hornets fan, I can't... Every, everyone,
0: everyone says that. Yeah.
1: Uh, you know who needs a point guard? It's the Spurs. DeJounte Murray just tore his ACL. Yeah. That would be interesting. That would make them actually contender. I, could see that. I think Kemba's good. I would not pay him a max. My biggest fear... And I think it's pretty valid is that the Knicks are going to miss on all the big name guys, and then they're going to give a big contract to Kemba Walker, who I think Kemba's good. He's an All Star, but I don't know. I'm scared. Uh, they're over under last year. They over under this year is 35 and a half. Last year they won 36. Their big thing, they didn't really do much this offseason. They have a new coach, and they got rid of Dwight Howard, and they're just hoping getting rid of, rid of Dwight Howard is going to be addition by subtraction. Do you agree or disagree?
0: Uh, I am i am keeping them at 36, so I put them at over. But if they move Kemba, then obviously they would pretty much lose the rest of their games. So uh, asterisk by that. If they move Kemba, they definitely get below 36. But uh. Yeah, I think they're as good as they were last year, which is not the worst team and not a playoff contender.
1: Well, I'm putting you down for the over. You can't do a double. You can't do over, but if they move Kemba under. (laughs) Well, if they move him at the deadline, then that's my uh, huge prediction of the year. I think, God, I don't know if this team is going to be good or not. I mean, there's some really bad teams in the East. I, I don't think they're going to move Kemba, so I'll take the over two, barely. Uh, you and I have not disagreed once, which is kind of lame, but I think we'll disagree more in the top half of this. Uh, I could be wrong. I don't know. That's I don't feel good about the Hornets at all, About or my uh, over let's prediction. Move on the Hornets. Detroit Pistons uh, at number eight. We're in the playoffs now. Stan Van Gundy is gone after trading for Supermax Blake Griffin. And they brought in Coach of the Year Dwayne Casey from Toronto, and then they also brought in Calderon and Pachulia. They have no money because they're completely maxed out contract-wise. They have a big three of Blake, DeAndre, or Andre Drummond, Reggie Jackson is back. Reggie Jackson only played 45 games last year, and Blake Griffin, when he got traded, they averaged 26 and six. I don't even know what to think of the Pistons. I would not like to be a Pistons fan because they are locked into this team. I don't know what they could do to change it. And uh, if Zach was on right now, his thing would be uh, the, the fact that the Clippers traded Blake Griffin gives him hope that the Wizards could trade John Wall. And that's like he like wants to get rid of John Wall's contract immediately. We don't need to talk about John Wall yet, but that's all he would ever reference about Blake. I don't even know what to think of this team. I have them in the playoffs. Yeah.
0: I've got them in the playoffs of the AC. Uh, I think, you know, they won 39 games last year, and Reggie Jackson missed half the season. And I think Casey is a better coach than Dan Gundy. So they'll be a little bit better. Um, but they're locked in to Blake and Drummond, which is the complete opposite of what the rest of the league is going for because uh, they have really no good wings. So, um, They'll they'll be okay. They'll be boring and sort of clunky to watch, and they'll get knocked out in the first round of the
1: playoffs. And, yeah, they've got a bleak future in front of them with that contract. So, my even though I have them ranked eighth, I don't know who would get in over them. God, I'm looking at the East. Maybe the Cavs? I don't think Blake and yeah. Jackson could stay healthy. So, my bold prediction, even though I'm ranked eighth, I have Blake and Reggie Jackson get hurt. And this team misses the playoffs. So I'm the over-under is 37.5. Last year they won 39, which is kind of bizarre because they traded for Blake. You would think they would put more value in Blake. I'm taking the under because I don't trust their health situation. And I don't think they have a deep bench. And if either Blake or Reggie Jackson go down, they're in trouble. And I don't even think Reggie Jackson's good. So I don't I don't know. What do you think? I'm taking all those. All right. I don't feel good. They're better than they were last
0: year, so uh, which was 39 wins. So, uh, yeah, they'll, they'll win more
1: than 37. I, yeah, I think if they stay healthy, then they're a playoff team. I just don't think they're going to stay healthy, so I'm taking the under. All right, moving on. Number seven did the – well, no, still. You, I know you don't like this team. The Miami Heat. They didn't do anything this offseason. They re-signed Wayne Ellington. Dwayne Wade's back for a swan song season. They just extend, extended Justin Winslow, Justice Winslow for three years, like forty million. Uh, and they are in the thick of the Jimmy Butler sweepstakes. They had a trade, excuse me, they had a trade completed that then fell through because Thibodeau is insane. Uh, they brought everyone back. This team won forty four games last year. The big story, I think, for them is once you get past the Jimmy Butler, it's tough to judge the Heat because are they going to have Jimmy Butler in two weeks or are they not? The Heat benched Hassan Whiteside in the playoffs. He only averaged 15 minutes a game. And he's, like, not happy, and he's already not a great character guy. So, and I think he's a free agent at the end of the year.
0: Who was involved in the Butler trade? Do
1: we know? It was, uh, I don't know. Let me mute that. I could look it up. Uh, where's their roster? Let me pull up. That I,
0: it I don't think that uh, I gonna move anytime soon, so uh, I don't think
1: it really matters. Well, no, the Thibs doesn't want to move. Maybe a, maybe
0: a, maybe
1: have a deadline, but the Josh Richardson was the make or break piece. They they were like Miami was pushing Gordon Dragic, Goran Dragic. They wanted to give up Whiteside, but Minnesota wanted Abadeo, Abadeo, Bam Abadeo, who I like. They wanted Richardson. They wanted Winslow. They wanted all these young pieces, and Miami wasn't budging on that. So I don't know the trade that exactly fell through. Miami is hard-capped. Uh, they're, Whiteside's done at the end of the year, and they had a little bit of injuries. Did you see the picture of uh, Dion Waiters reporting to camp? He was overweight, right? Yeah, he's super overweight. Uh, no, Whiteside is not a free agent next year. He, they are still hard-capped in this team. For another year, which Yeah, is bad.
0: This, this team will make the playoffs in the bottom of the East. And I think, I think Wade has said it since last season. So there's some reason to watch for that. But assuming they don't make some blockbuster trade, uh, they're a pretty good team, but they're not that interesting. They don't have any good young players. Uh, they're not going to the second round of the playoffs. So uh, I think we can move on.
1: I wish they would just dump Whiteside. Like, I wish they could have just traded Whiteside and Dragic for Butler and, like, taking Gorgie Dang's contract and then just, like, played around their younger guys. I like Josh Richardson. I like Bam at the five. He's, like, bouncy and kind of like a poor man's Amari in his prime, or at least a prospect in that mold. Did you know, this is my, I don't have a bold prediction, but, but did you know Tyler Johnson is making $19 million this year and next year, and he averaged, like, 10 points a game, and he's barely, he's, like, a third guard. This is why Miami Good
0: is didn't know,
1: didn't care. Yeah. All right. Miami is not a fun team. We'll revisit if they uh, get Butler. Over under 41.5. Last year, they won 44 games. This one is hard. Uh, over. I have them at like the same 44 wins. I, think they're,
0: I mean, they have the same team exactly.
1: I've taken under on so many teams that they have to go over. I'm about to just basically go over on everyone. All right. This is where we disagree. This is where the East gets interesting. So. It's kind of like I had a really hard time with the Pacers, the Bucks, and the Wizards uh, because I think they're all really good, and I could see a storyline for all of them finishing as high as the four seed. I think they're just kind of jumbled together. I have the Wizards as the six seed, um, and let's, say, let's start with the Wizards. I know you have them higher. I asked some other people for their rankings. They all had them higher. Let's start with what they did and then why I think they're not as good as those other two teams, because I liked a lot of what they did. So they they brought in Dwight Howard uh, and Jeff Green. They picked up Thomas Bryan, who we don't even need to talk about, but I kind of like him. Then they flipped Gortat for Austin Rivers, which I thought was a great trade for them, because even though I hate Austin Rivers, I think he's perfect for their second unit. And then they drafted Troy Brown as like a utility forward who could kind of do everything. The positives are John Wall missed 41 games last year, and they still won 43 games. Uh, their second unit is way better with now Austin Rivers. I think Jeff Green is not bad for a second unit. Oubre, Sato, Mahimny. That's like a big improvement from what they had a year ago. Uh, they have a t- well, This offseason will be tough because they have Sato, Dwight, Oubre, Marquise, Rivers are all free agents. I, I like everything they did, but I'm still worried about Dwight Howard in this locker room, and I just like that. I'm just taking them because everywhere Dwight Howard goes, things go bad, and I just—that's where I am with the Wizards. I like with their offseason. I think they're better than they were a year ago. I like almost everything that they did, and I still don't like them as much as the Bucks as the Pacers. Explain to me why I'm wrong.
0: Alright, so I do think the Wiz are in a, like, second tier with the Bucks and the Pacers. I have them at the best. Uh, I actually have them in the Bucks, both with 50 wins. Uh, and then I'll give the tiebreaker to the Wizards for the fourth seed because I'm a homer. But, uh, I really like their bench. Their bench has been horrible the entire John Wall era. And this one is, uh, it's the strongest one they've had. You know, they, on the bench, they've got, um, I'm, I'm in mind for right now. Uh, uh Jeff Green was a good pick yeah. up. Uh Troy Brown, the rookie, is pretty good. Um, Stato looks like he's going to be good. Austin Rivers, that was a great trade for Gortat. So they can almost bring in, and Brooks likes to bring in, like five at once. Uh, and I think their bench is pretty deep. And as far as Dwight Howard, we don't know because he hasn't played on Lick the entire preseason, which is probably – Not a good omen, but Mahimi has looked okay, uh, which probably won't correlate (laughs) into the regular season. But their starters have always been super good, and then the bench comes in and blows any lead that they have. So I think that this team, if they stay healthy, Waldis had a great preseason game the other night and looks really good. Uh, I think they're finally a 50-win team it has been 30-plus years. Uh, But if they stay healthy, they've got the best bench that they've had in a long time. And uh, I think that they're in the running at a minimum to get to the Eastern Conference Final if things play their way.
1: Uh, I definitely agree that this is the best bench they've had since, like, definitely with this core of a team, it's the best bench they've had by a mile. Like, it's not even close. Uh, And they're kind of, I don't want to say they're all in for this year, but with a lot of these guys being free agents at the end of the year, they kind of like, this is like a run for this Markeef, Austin Rivers, Oubre, Dwight, Sato, all these guys are free agents at the end of the year. So they kind of like need to be good this year. My burning question. All were- the
0: people you just mentioned, I think Sato is the only one who maybe comes back unless he can get a starting pick. I think Ubrey's is going to be gone. Uh, I think Troy Brown is like a natural replacement. And I know Zach loves Ubre so much, but he's no Porter. His shot has been horrible since about February of last season. Uh, he gets tunnel vision and can't drive the ball. I think he's a good good bench player, but some team is going to pay him a lot of money. I still think Otto is a ton better than him. Otto in the offseason said he's going to be aggressive Otto. In the first preseason game, he came out and jacked up all these threes and looked great. And then the rest of the preseason, he was sitting in the corner like always. But uh, <laughs> but I think Oubre is gone at the end of the year. Uh, I hope Otto is aggressive Otto. Otto is a beast. Uh, he's just so efficient and a great shooter. Uh, and they need him to be more involved, but uh, I agree. I think mean, Keith is gone, Rivers is gone, so it's sort of like a last run for this team. Uh, but they'll still have their their main core.
1: Yeah, I my burning question is: Can this locker room handle Dwight Howard when they couldn't handle Gortat last year? Like Gortat and Wall like melted down and kind of derailed their season. And Dwight Howard's insane, so I don't understand how that's gonna. This is going to be work out better. Which is why I have him at six and not four. Uh, and he has been shut down for basketball activities until next week, which because of his back, which is an issue because the season starts on Tuesday. The Dwight Howard thing has me scared. That's why I have him here. I definitely agree with you that if everything goes their way, I think they're good enough to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. Like I could see them upsetting either Philly or Toronto I don't think they could get by Boston but I think the other two in like if everything went their way I could see them going all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals but I'm scared to death of Dwight Howard and what he brings and everything that comes with him so they're over Dwight's,
0: under- a, Dwight's a head case but, uh, but his numbers were great last year and he's a much Better player than Gortat. I mean, at least Gortat when he first came to the Wizards was great. The last few years, he's been falling off. But Howard will be great on defense. It'll be mini Lob City with him and Wall. So if they can get along, and he's not hurt, which are two big questions. He's all, uh, yeah the hurt thing. He's already thirty five. had.
1: Yeah, well, well, I don't know. Last year was there were forty three wins with with Wall being hurt and an atrocious bench. This year they're at 44 and a half. I love the over because they're deeper than they've been in a long time. I really think the only thing that could hurt this team is another big injury, which you could save to any team, and Dwight Howard. Like, can they withstand Dwight Howard? I'll take the over. I have to imagine you're taking the over.
0: I got him at 50 wins. Yeah. Four
1: seed. Uh, just every time I talk about the Wizards, I just like to bring up that when John Wallace, 32, he will make 47 million. Also, my last point about the Wizards, what did you think about him fighting off critics saying he parties too much? He said, I'm a grown-ass man and I can do what I want. That was like a week ago. Well,
0: he's a grown-ass man, so uh, I don't really care what he does off the court uh, as long as he's still an all-star on the court, so he can party all he wants.
1: All right, well, we'll see. He wasn't an all-star last Was he an all-star <laughs> last year? Beal was an all-star. Eh, it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, so they got they got two all stars now,
1: and Porter is uh, maybe well on his way. I disagree with that, but let's move on. We both best case scenario they could be really good. There's a lot of red flags for me, or the Dwight Howard. Anyway, let's number five: Milwaukee Bucks. They had a pretty good offseason. They hired coach Mike Budenholzer, coach Bud from Atlanta, which is a huge upgrade. Like he's a, they he got Atlanta to sixty wins three years ago, and they basically didn't have a coach last year. They let Jabari Parker go. It's probably addition by subtraction. And they signed... I put Robin Lopez, but I think it was Brooke Lopez. Ilyasova, Pat Covington. They drafted Dante DiVincenzo. Greek Feek is getting a lot of MVP buzz. Uh, Let me just... Let me go first. The reason... I like this team more than the Wizards as I think the Greek freak is going to be ridiculous this year, he was ridiculous last year I think they have a huge addition at coach, which is going to make a big difference uh, and I think their team is better, and they're deep Middleton, Bledsoe, Brogdon Lopez, Don Maker, Eliasova Henson, DiVincenzo Tony Snell, elvidova all those guys could play I think this is a good team, I like them a little bit more than the Wizards what do you think?
0: Uh, I have them fifth as well behind the wizards. I can't believe he have the Pacers at fourth. That's crazy. But uh I, I agree. I think major up with coach, I think they had a pretty good off season. Uh I like the draft pick. But the problem with this team is they have no second star. And I agree that Giannis is much better than anyone on the Wizards. But uh I still think they're good. I mean I still think they're gonna be a fifty league team and that they make good moves in the off season, but it's really Just Giannis and a bunch of role players. And he's no LeBron yet. Uh, So I think the Wizards with two All-Stars and Porter, I think, is better than anyone that's on the box outside of Giannis. So, uh, yeah, so I think uh, Bucks are great, but but not better than the Wizards.
1: Well, I like Middleton, who was finally healthy last year. He's not a star, and I would never say he's as good as Bradley Beal because he's not, but I do think... He's not really far off Bradley Beal. Like I think Middleton is like ninety percent of Bradley Beal. So and he's then,
0: pretty far off Bradley Beal.
1: And then they got a bunch of other guys. Uh, I like them. I think the Greek Freak is just the best player in the East, and I think Coach Bud makes a huge difference. They won forty-four games without a coach last year. Uh, also, my bold prediction is DiVincenzo plays big minutes for him this year. That's kind of ambiguous, but I think he's going to be playing crunch time for them. Uh, yeah, I like big him. minutes in the playoffs this year. I think he's awesome. I wanted the Knicks to get him, I love him. Their over under is 46 and a half. Like I just said, they won 44 last year. I like the over. I cannot, granted, I am a basketball coach, but I cannot state enough the impact of good coaching. I think he makes a difference. I love the over for the Bucks. What do you think? I got him over
0: 50 wins. Yep, they're, they're good.
1: They're gonna be really good. We think we basically think the East is gonna to be top heavy this year. These top six teams could all win fifty games. All right. You do not like this team. I love this team. Number four, who you had at six, is the Indiana Pacers. They quietly, I think, had a good offseason. Last year they won 48 games, and what did they do? They let Al Jefferson and Lance Stevenson walk. Good riddance, they both suck. Well, well, you know, they whatever. They signed Tariq Evans, who had an awesome year last year in Memphis. Averaged 25-5. They brought in Doug McDermott, who's a sniper. Kyle O'Quinn, who's good. Both those guys played for the Knicks last year, and I saw them. They're good. And they drafted Aaron Holiday, who I like. This was a good offseason. I predicted last year Victor Oladipo's monster breakout year. He was incredible. Uh, I I love their first and second unit of Collison, Oladipo, Bogdanovich. They still have Thad Young and Miles Turner. That's like a really good starting five. And then Corey Joseph, Tariq Evans, who was great last year, McDermott, Sabonis, who I love, Kylo Quinn is very solid, good defensive center, good passer. I like this team. Again, I could see the Wizards and the Bucks. Like I'm not saying they're hands down better. I just think they were won 48 games last year and they got better. So I'm not ready to take them down. What are you? I
0: think the Pacers get – well, I have to start with I didn't watch any Pacers games last year, so I'm not the best expert on the Pacers. But the league is a league of stars. I feel like they overplayed last year. I agree. They've got like a really nice 35 of all of these pretty good players. And I know Oladipo made the leap last year, but I just feel like everything went right for them last year and they came out of nowhere and had this really good season, I still think they'll be good in the sixth playoff season, but I actually see them winning a little bit less games. And, again, if I don't like the Bucs for having Giannis and a bunch of role players, I really don't like Indiana for having Oladipo, who is a one-time All-Star and a bunch of role players. So, again, I think they're good. They're a good team in the East, but I don't think they're as good as the Bucs the
1: that's fair. I mean, and your analogy to the Bucks makes a lot of sense. I think their role players are much better than Milwaukee's and the Wizards. I'm not in now, and I'm you know I would even throw Otto in that group. You know, Beal and Wall is the best one and two player for any of these three teams: Bucks and Pacers. And I like they're so they have the best one and two. But I like I just they're think the best as a one whole, two.
0: Giannis is the best one. And then you've got the Pacers who are, I guess, the best role players Well, everyone I think else. if you gave everyone a runners, score. All
1: if you put gave everyone a score and added it up, I think they'd have the highest score if you just rated players. I like this team. I love Sabonis. They're a really good passing team. They play defense. They have shooting. They have a star. They have point guards. They got everything. Uh, burning question Is it ever going to happen for Miles Turner, who was like everyone loved like three years ago as this like stud young player? Uh, he only averaged twelve and six last year, and he's supposed to be one of the best young big men in the league. Is he ever going to be a guy, or is he just who is who he is? He is who he is. Okay, I kind of I'm starting. I was big Miles Turner a few years ago. I'm starting to second guess it. So they're again. They won forty eight last year. Their over under is 47-and-a-half. You think they're going to regress? So I'm taking it. You're taking the under. They're definitely under. Yeah, I love that. I'm going over. Because I like Tariq Evans and what they did. I think they're better. They have a better team than they did last year. All right. Moving into the next tier, the top three, the alphas of the East. Uh, I have, you like, you like this team more than I do. The Philadelphia 76ers is our third seed. Uh, They've lost some of the role players. Sova, Ballinelli are gone. They re-signed JJ Redick. They acquired Wilson Chandler and Mike Muscala. And they drafted Zaire Smith, who's out till Christmas. Landry Shamet, or however you pronounce it, who's a lethal shooter. Uh, you know, Embiid and Simmons took huge steps last year. This team won 52 games after being awful forever. At the end of the day, for me, I think they're great. I think they're definitely one of the top three teams in the East. But until Ben Simmons learns how to shoot, uh, I'll never take Philly seriously as a title contender. And Embiid, who is awesome... Uh, needs to get in shape because whenever I watched the Sixers play last year, he would be awesome for stretches and then they he'd look gassed. It happened all the time. He just is not in good shape. Maybe he'll never be a great condition player because of his size. Uh but Boso things really piss me off about this team this is why I don't have him ranked higher. The guy to watch this year is Markel Fultz, who is healthy. Supposedly, he's hitting threes in preseason. There's a lot of but I mean he was a number one pick a year ago, so If he comes on as he's supposed to, this team could be really good. Uh, What do you think about the Sixers? Yeah, I wanted
0: to, like, I have them as the second-best team in the East, and I wanted to take them to regret some, because they're young and they played out of their minds last year. I love Embiid. I think Embiid is one of the top players in the East and can totally take over a game. Agreed. Uh, Yeah, Fultz is a major question mark. If he plays great, then this team could be Boston conceivably, you know, but, uh, I don't, I don't expect that to happen, but that being said, so I think they'll be really good. Uh, I, if the wizards play them in the playoffs, that would be fine by me. I would not play them in the first round, but, uh, and if we could get them in the second round, they just, I, I mean, their, their trajectory is much better than the wizards, but, uh, they're still young. They don't have a lot of playoff experience. They don't have, again, Simmons can't shoot at all. So, uh, I think they're better than the Wizards, but I wouldn't be. I would like to see them in the playoffs in the second round.
1: Uh, I agree with you. Uh, in fact, my bold prediction, Jesse, is that Philly fails to reach the second round of the playoffs and gets upset in the first round by either the Bucks, Wizards, or Pacers. I think there's injury concerns with this team, obviously with Embiid and even Simmons, who had a bad foot injury a year ago. Uh, you know, Fultz was whack last year, you know, with his injuries. I think, I mean, listen, Philly's really good. You already said that their trajectory is great. Simmons needs to learn how to shoot before I take them really seriously. And I think these tier, tier teams below them are really good. And if they only get the third seed and they have to play the Wizards in the first round, I agree with you. I don't, I wouldn't be shocked at all of the Wizards beat them. So my bold prediction is they fail to get out of the first round. They're over under is 54 and a half. They won 52 last year. What do you think? Uh, I've got them over. Mm, Interesting. I'm going to go under, barely. I think they're better than the other teams we just said. I also don't think all those teams are winning 50 games like you predicted. Uh, I'm going to go under, barely. I like them for over 50 wins, but not 55. I think that's ambitious. All right, we got two more teams. Number two, I really like this team, the Toronto Raptors. They fired. They had a busy offseason. They fired Dwayne Casey. They promote, promoted assistant coach Nick Nurse, who I know nothing about. They traded DeRozan and Yeko Podol for Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green. And then quietly signed Greg Monroe, who couldn't even play for Boston in the playoffs. So that maybe no, doesn't help them. And then they re-signed Fred Van Fleet, who was really good for them last year. Uh, we have to talk about the Kawhi trade. I love this trade for both teams uh i'm expecting Kawhi to come back and be good this year uh i think he'll be dialed in i'm hoping he's healthy i like it for the raptors because derozan they were going nowhere with derozan and now with the Kawhi trade even if he doesn't resign everyone is a free agent after next year so they're like totally locked in for this year for this team uh this team for this year and if Kawhi walked, then they still have Lowry and Ibaka for one more year. But after that, they have no one on contract. Everybody is going to be off the books. So they're either going to be really good and re-up with Kawhi and like try to build around him, or Kawhi walks or it doesn't work out, and then they're just a real quick reset in a year from now, or after next season, and they could be rebuilding. That's my rant on the Raptors. What do you think about the Raptors?
0: Yeah, well, the trade is interesting. I thought it was super interesting because everyone's like, oh, you should blow up the Wizards. It's not working in this current iteration. Um, and the Raptors, not even arguably, arguably, they've had more success than the Wizards, but they were sort of in that same rut. Where they get first seed and then they can never get by LeBron. And they decided to blow it up and get rid of their star player who everyone loves, Uh but I think it was a good yeah. move. I think they were never going to win a title with that group. It would have been interesting if, like, you know, LeBron's leading. And so let's give it one more chance and see if we can get by Boston. Yeah. But uh, I, I, I don't know about the team. I mean, I still think they're the third best team in the East. Quite in play at all last year, uh, had major attitude, mental issues, whatever it was. They get rid of Casey, who I think is a good coach. So I'm a little concerned about the team. Uh, again, I mean, Kawhi is great, but he's in the Spurs' system. I, it'll be really interesting to see how they all match. New coach, new superstar. Uh, and But again, if it doesn't work out, then you blow it all up, and uh, a year from now they can start anew, and they were going to win before. So I agree with a good move. Uh, I don't know how it'll pan out for them.
1: You know, it's funny. I actually really like their bench. I, everything you brought up, like the, the warning signs are there. New coach, uh, <laughs> their coach. Casey won coach of the year last year. Then they fired him. Uh, Levine, having his con- – or not Levine. Uh, Kawhi, with all, everything that happened with him last year. All the warning signs are there. But that being said, you know, I love Fran Fleet. DeLon Wright was good uh cj miles oj ananobo i can't pronounce pascal's seekham actually my bold prediction for this team is og and pascal sycam even though i don't know how to pronounce their names become their best two bench players and play major minutes for them in the playoffs they're both like rangy defenders that could guard everyone og fell in the draft because of an injury a year ago i like their bench you know, I should pick the under. They won 59 games last year with, with DeRozan. They were the uh, one scene last year. And their over-under this year is 54-and-a-half. And despite all the red flags, I'm going to take the over because I'm just recklessly thinking Kawhi is going to work. And I like their bench. I don't know. What do you they're, think? They're 51-and-a-half? 54-and-a-half. They won 59 last 54 and year.
0: And 54 Uh... I will yeah, I'll say over. I'll say they get fifty
1: five win. Yeah, we'll see. I don't feel I'm I think your your red flags are valid. I'm recklessly picking them anyway. That being said, I like the trade they made. If it doesn't work out, in two years from now they'll be one of the worst teams in the league and they could just rebuild that way. So we'll see. All right, and that leaves number one the Boston Celtics. They had a pretty quiet offseason. Greg Monroe left. Who cares? They drafted Robert Williams, who everyone loved in the draft but fell. And then they re-signed Marcus Smart to a reasonable four-year deal. I love that they brought Marcus Smart back. I know he's like not – doesn't leap off with – he's crazy, and he doesn't leap off the page statistically, but I think every team needs a guy like him, and he's super good defensively. Uh They're loaded. I mean, what was there to say about them? Gordon Hayward is back from injury after missing the entire year. Jalen Brown and Tatum are only 21 and 20, respectively. They probably have the best roster outside of Golden State, just the way it's built for now and later. Uh, Kyrie did have a second knee surgery in April and came back and seemed okay in the playoffs, but that's a concern. What do you think of Boston? I mean, everyone's in on Boston. Everyone's penciled them to the finals.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, you said they didn't do anything in the offseason, but they're getting back Kyrie and Hayward Yeah. they didn't have all last year, and they still went to the Eastern Conference Finals. So uh, I would love to hate on this team because Big Drew is super obnoxious, uh, and I tried to find ways to not expect them to get out of the East. And if they didn't have... Stevens as coach. I would maybe argue, oh, you know, their chemistry would get all messed up. You know, they were so good last year, and you're bring back two stars. How do they fit back in? But Stevens is one of the best coaches in the league. Uh, so, you know, like they've just got way more talent than any other team in the East. They're young. They're built for the long run. So, uh, yeah, it pains me to say it. And uh, I hope someone else beats them, because I really dislike the Celtics. But, yeah, uh, they're the team to beat in the East for
1: sure. I completely forgot that Kyrie was just out for the year. I like forgot that scary Terry Rozier like came on so big. I forgot they Kyrie, they didn't even have Kyrie in the playoffs and they won seven with with God. They're going to be so good this year. Oh my God! Yeah, they're so di- they're they're so good. And and I still can't get over the fact that Tatum and Brown are only twenty one and twenty. Tatum's only 20. That's so insane. Like, they're so good, and they have, like, two of the five best young players in the league, plus two of the...
0: Uh, I I wouldn't go and say Jalen is one of the best five young players in the league. He's very good. Tatum, I would say that, but... uh,
1: I love Jalen Brown. I'm
0: not not convinced that Jalen Brown's going to be, like, a perennial all-star yet. He could be, but he's not not there yet.
1: Jalen Brown last year, he's only 21. Averaged fifteen points a game, five rebounds, was really good defensively. In the playoffs, when Ooh, all those guys
0: 13, 13 points a game, that's kill
1: No, that's a fifteen, or fourteen or fifteen. And in the playoffs, averaged eighteen and five. As a twenty-one year old. Uh I'm in on Jalen Brown. I think they have so many good players that he get like and Tatum is so good that people I, and I agree with you. Tatum Tatum's a better prospect for sure. But Let's hear. Wrapping it up. Burning question: Can the lineup of Kyrie, Hayward, Jalen Brown, Tatum, and Al Horford run with Steph Curry, Clay, Katie Iguodala, and Draymond or Boogie if you throw him in? You know the Warriors' death, death lineup versus the Celtics' proposed death lineup. Can they run with them? Like, can Boston really give no Golden State a run? No, that's
0: that. That series is still. Uh, Six games max,
1: if not five games. Uh, I think it could go six. We'll be, we'll see. It's gonna be fun. And I hate Boston, but damn, this team is good. This team is so good. Uh, they won fifty-five games last year, and their over/under is fifty-seven and a half. I'm gonna take the over. I think this team wins sixty games. I think they're awesome.
0: I agree. Uh, I'll take the over as well. Uh. They're they're the best team in the East, and I think I would still put Houston above
1: them, but I'd probably the third best team in the league. Yeah, I well we'll see Houston. I'm a little worried about Melo, and they they lost a lot of their bench. But I think Boston is going to be awesome. Uh, if if the Knicks miss Kyrie and miss KD, which they will and gave Rozier like a $15 million a year contract for three years. Is that a death sentence, or do you think Rozier could be a starting point guard?
0: I think Rozier can be a starting point guard, and I think that's probably what he'll get paid. Definitely doesn't turn the Knicks into a contender.
1: No, so, uh, for sure. So
0: I don't know if that's what you want
1: to do. Yeah, I agree. I like Rozier. He was really good, and... Early part of the playoffs, and then he kind of disappeared against the Cavs late in the series. Uh, I can't believe I forgot Kyrie was out, too. It'll be interesting. One thing I read is the Knicks are so hot for Kyrie, and I know Kyrie already said in their preseason game, like announcing the crowd, he said uh, he wants to re-sign in Boston. But he's had a second knee injury, knee surgery already, and Boston's really smart. I would not be like blown away if they let him walk or traded him or something. I mean I traded I can't I don't know.
0: If but. if the Celtics are the best team in the East and they go to the finals, uh, they'll bring back Kyrie and Kyrie will want to stay. If either of those things don't happen then then there's room for room for change.
1: It would be very much the Knicks to him to a huge deal, and then he has a third knee injury. It would be so Knicks it hurts. Ugh. All right. All right, well, that's the East. We did it in under an hour. We've never done it in less than an hour and a half, so this is something impressive. Uh, we're going to go tomorrow. Sorry, with,
0: your, boy kept you, your boy knew how to keep you under wraps and not let you go off on those boiling ramps
1: Yeah, I know. That's true. Uh, we're going to do the Western Conference tomorrow. With, we're supposed to do it with Big Drew. But a big Drew who just opened his second restaurant falls through. I'm going to be hitting you up. Uh, And we will have to. Zach, like, disappeared last year, so we never revisited these. But you and I will have to revisit this at the end of the season and mark up who did better. We basically agreed on most teams. But we'll see who had the better better over under. And then we'll see uh, how some of my predictions and questions went. Uh, Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. Anything you want to plug? The State Department or anything? (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, no, no, state department flags, But uh, go Wiz, go Redskins. Yeah. Uh, feeling good. Feeling good about DC sports this season.
1: Yeah, all right. I like the confidence. We'll see. We'll re- we'll have to check back in in a couple months. Uh, all right, thanks for coming on. All right. Two Idiots Talking Sports. We're out. Peace.
0: Be sure to get down good the with the Two Idiots Talking Sports. Strictly, man, they just play around, cover much ground, talk about the best pound for pound. It's Z to AC, DC to Cali, ooh-wee, you can't get them out of your mind, no, they talk about the sports all the time.